0: Hello and welcome to Scott Rock,
1: where your hosts, from Climb Scotland, Robert McKenzie and me, Cal McBain, catch up with climbers every two weeks who have different epic tales to tell us. We hope you enjoy the show. And remember, when you're out climbing,
0: be safe and
1: do your buddy checks. Hello, hello, hello everybody and welcome back to Scott Rock. Uh, this week we have a, a really, really cool instructor uh, here to sit down and chat with us. We have Kirsty Palace. Kirsty is a, a new member of the Mountaineering Scotland team, so she didn't really have an excuse. She had to sit down with me. Um, but she's been in the game for quite a while now. She has got her uh, Mountaineering and climbing instructor... Award, she's got her Winter Mountain Leader Award, she runs Mountain Leader trainings. She is almost this year, hopefully, coming up to getting her winter mountaineering and climbing instructor award, which is super cool. She is a really cool instructor, really great attitude to, to climbing and mountaineering in general. Um, and just a really lovely person, just nice to sit down and chat with, to be honest, it was very cool. Um but, yeah, we sit down and we get to know a little bit about Kirsty before diving into uh, ethics debates and gender equality within the instructor realm. Um, and, yeah, just kind of what climbing means. It gets kind of deep, it gets kind of controversial. Yeah, it's good. I hope you guys are going to enjoy this one. Um, I know. I know, before you say it, it's still not a controversial podcast that is still coming, and I think Kirsty's going to be part of that one, because she's got something really good to argue about. Um, but this is going to be good. Uh, yeah, so, here's Kirsty Pallis. Sit back and enjoy. <laughs> uh, that was a funny day. Mm-hmm. Right, should we actually, like, dive yes. into this properly? Yes. Instead of wasting time, dinner is cooking. Mm-hmm. Cool, right? Yeah, thank you for coming like you, an hour out of your way just to do this. By the way, that's right. Very much appreciated. That's
0: cool. Dinner is provided.
1: You're getting dinner and yeah. you get to sit in the comfy chair.
0: Yes, appreciated. So. And, and I got to pet a dog.
1: And you got to pet a dog. Is that payment? That,
0: that's allowed. Cool.
1: Yeah. Excellent. So you're not gonna send me an
0: invoice after this. <laughs> it's, it's
1: fine. Um, cool. So, I mean, I don't know all of your qualifications, so I think it would be. Inappropriate of me to make assumptions. Mm-hmm. Would you like to give yourself a little introduction? What like, what is your
0: yeah? So who
1: are you just now, anyway? we'll, we'll go into a little bit of history
0: in okay, a second. So.
1: But who are you now?
0: Um, work wise, yeah, I work part time for mountaineering Scotland as one of the mountain safety team, um and I freelance the rest of the time, and I hold the winter mountain leader and the mountaineering. And climbing instructor awards, um, and I'm planning to do my winter mountaineering and climbing instructor training in February. Oof. Yes. You're it, it's... for some winter weather yes, then. Exactly. <laughs> Assuming there's snow, um, it should go ahead. So yes.
1: So almost all of the qualifications.
0: Almost. almost. Almost all of the the mountain ones. There's obviously like lots of paddling and biking ah, and, and sailing.
1: They don't care. No, it's fine. Paddlers and cyclists, they don't listen to
0: this. It's fine. They're
1: they're not not real sports. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: But yeah, so almost, almost all of the UK ones at least.
1: So what's involved in the work you do from right here in Scotland just now compared to what your freelance life looks like?
0: So some of the courses are similar. We run a safety programme where members can book on to courses that are going to upskill them um, to hopefully stay safe and it's looked at through this mountain rescue stats, so we look at what causes um, mountain rescues to be called out and then is there ways we can remedy that. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah. I
1: actually had no idea that.
0: <laughs> So the courses include uh, a variety of navigation, um, so like daytime, night now, hmm. and winter, and then mountain skills, um, which looks at navigation as well as a bit like planning your day, what you carry, a bit of moving around on steep and unpleasant ground, like scree and uh, steep, heathery, grassy stuff. Um, the fun and- stuff. Exactly, yeah, the stuff that I love to end up on, um, and then winter skills as well. Cool. So that's kind of the course delivery side of things, and then the rest of it is looking at, um, I guess, like safety messaging. What
1: the kind of almost marketing media side of it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Thinking about the time of year and what would be good for, uh, not just our membership, but hopefully the wider public yeah, to know yeah. about. Um, so you know the recent, the current stuff is is like around autumn, clocks going back, yeah, all that kind of stuff It's much easier to get caught out in the dark and things are wetter and colder. It's oh, been a pretty rubbish summer, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I guess they're kind of the two main parts of my job. I'm quite, um, like kind of quite delivery focused. Yeah, um, the best way to be Yeah, lots of hands-on stuff.
1: So does that, is it kind of different to what you do in freelance life then? Is...
0: Um, some of it is, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like I could run navigation courses freelance as well, but these ones are, uh, the matineering Scotland ones are for the membership. Yeah. And um, they're, they've got more of a safety slant on it, so they're subsidised as well. But yeah. It's like a membership park too. Um, but and the, hint,
1: plug, plug, yes, get a yes. membership. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but I tend not to do so much of that work freelance. Mm. If I'm freelancing, I prefer to have a bit of variety. So for me, I'm doing it might be winter skills stuff in winter or kind of winter walking um, or like climbing, rock climbing, teaching climbing, um, guiding, scrambles, uh, working on mountain leader trainings. Um, that kind of thing. so there's
1: still a lot of like teaching skills rather yeah. than just kind of like a standard guiding day
0: yes yeah okay. I think um, I would struggle if all I did was guiding I really enjoy teaching but teaching can be quite tiring so I enjoy not having to always like the odd
1: rest day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. we'll just walk up the bend for a rest day. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Don't need to tell nobody's interested in learning how to do any of these things. So they just want to come here for the experience. So that's quite nice. Nice.
1: Nice. Um, So how like how how did you get into climbing, mountaineering, that like how where did that kind of start and uh, at what point did you decide that you wanted to be an instructor or a guide in this? Like, I know this is a question um, that you're going to get asked loads, but I'm sure there's yeah. people that haven't heard you here. <laughs> so let's just go through it really quickly.
0: Um, So I, when I left school at the end of sixth year, um, I was quite academic at school, but I knew I didn't want to go to uni at that point. I was kind of like...
1: just on, at this year. point, were you a climber yet? No. Oh, okay.
0: So I climbed indoors. Right. So I lived like 45 minutes from the ice factory and I'd been up a couple of times and I'd done Duke of Edinburgh school and parents, my parents started taking me and my sister out walking, hill we'll walking stuff. Um, but yeah, I wasn't a climber through school or anything. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really know much about climbing, I don't think. Um, so straight out of school, I went into a modern apprenticeship with a local organisation, so I was Mm. open-based, where... Did you meet Gordon today? He was sat next to me. Yeah, yeah. So Gordon was the senior instructor there. Really? Yeah. Small world. Yeah. Um, And we've kept in touch. Like, um, we've gone out climbing and stuff since. So Gordon was a senior instructor there, and he took me climbing... uh, Like, we actually started... He took me winter climbing first. Um, (laughs) First? Yeah. So,
1: Trial by fire, Yes. Right.
0: Um So yeah, so Gordon was the senior instructor and he took me and Emma, who's the other apprentice, um, out kind of like climbing a mountain to start off with and um, yeah, just kind of took off from there.
1: So the apprenticeship was, the the aim of the apprenticeship was to become an instructor, not just kind of get yes. you into the sport.
0: Yeah, right. so, so it was
1: like a working apprenticeship. It was apprenticeship.
0: an outdoor education apprenticeship, right. yeah.
1: So, uh, what made like if you weren't a climber of that before? Yeah. What made you decide that, that was the route?
0: Um, I'd done work experience at an outdoor ed centre. Ah. Uh, so Yeah, okay. yeah. I'd done my work experience there, and man, oh, that really was a
1: really cool week.
0: It was really fun, and so I did that obviously in school time, and then went back in yeah. the school holidays because I'd enjoyed it. Nice. Um. So yeah. So when. Well, I was going to say when the opportunity for an apprenticeship came up, it wasn't exactly there, and I badgered until <laughs> it was there. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then the opportunity appeared. Um, well, appeared, yeah. 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 Um, and, As in, he
1: finally gave in. Yeah, Like right, yeah. have a job.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we'll take it on then. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then I got into that. And then at that point, I was 17. Um and I remember learning about the Master Training Awards, because all of that, again, was new. Mm. Um, and you couldn't register for any of them until you were 18. Um, so I oh, yeah. started in August. My birthday's in January. Um, so I had a bit of time before I could register. And I remember around that time, like just really reading into the whole um, pathway. Uh, and uh, at that point, After I'd done a wee bit of winter climbing, probably not even that much, but I knew that I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, I need to do it. So I wanted to be a WMCI from then, and the kind of small goal I set myself was to get there by the time I am 30. Woof! Which I'm not sure if I will, but, you know, we've had a COVID year, had some bad winters. Yeah,
1: we've had a few bad winters. COVID year, okay. Yeah, Yeah.
0: the COVID year meant... how long
1: have you got?
0: Uh, I've got, oh, i turned 29 in December in January.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. Ooh. But I mean, like, my assessment, my MCI assessment was pushed a year back because of COVID, so. Yeah, yeah. A COVID year, definitely. So you
1: can take one.
0: Yeah. One more year into that. One more that. year. False and then if, year. There's, if there's a few rubbish winters and, like, assessments get cancelled, then that's that's just the way of it. I mean, like, yeah. nothing bad's going to happen if I don't get there. By the time no, you're no, <laughs> man, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs>
1: such a super ambitious target as well. Oh, yeah. By the time you're thirty, I like that you. Just went right, cool. This, this is. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna go absolutely whole hog, whole hog,
0: yeah,
1: all out, hardcore. Let's go,
0: yeah. WMCI. Yeah. At no
1: point in my entire life have I ever even considered the idea of WMCI. <laughs> that <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah I don't think I even knew any WFCIs at the time or I'd had very brief interactions with them
1: why why that far like was it the winter thing that gave you that passion or was it like if I'm going to be an instructor I'm going to be I'm going to have all the tickets
0: I think that was it I just yeah. thought oh if I'm going to do it I may as well do have it
1: all all yeah
0: just, just do it all yeah. um and I like, I, yeah, I did enjoy winter stuff. I had, so, yeah, some that's great winter
1: that's full commitment. <laughs> yeah, Max respect to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So now, like, I can't be like, oh, I think I've gone far enough, you know. But <laughs> like, well, my eighteen-year-old self thought I could do it, yeah. so let's I mean, get on with it.
1: <laughs> what's going to be after WMCI?
0: That's oh, going to be like. Well, it's you weird. Without
1: the guide scheme, get no, that as well. No. no. Go international. No. You know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> It was weird because last year after doing my MCI assessment, I was like, oh for the first time in like my adult working life, I have no summer qualifications to work towards. Oh, yeah. yeah. And oh, that yeah. was I was like, so this year I was like I haven't had to think about logging anything really. And it's it been really weird.
1: Actually just go and play. Yeah. For for play's sake.
0: Yeah. And then the weather was rubbish. Yes. So then, and I worked outside. And then when I was not having to work outside, I was like, no, I don't want
1: to go outside. Oh, brilliant. Right, we're going to get deep for a second. Because I there was something we chatted about earlier, and I think Sue, no, it was Lou said something um, about when she was going through her qualifications and that, and uh, there's a couple of other people mentioned that the female instructors that got into it, I'm going to say back in the day, I hope they don't yes. listen to me, they're going to punch me. <laughs> back in the day, they were hardcore.
0: Yeah, they to
1: be. They were tough as nails to take. Apologies for the swear, take no shit.
0: Yeah.
1: Hardcore people, like, um, they were intimidating. And yeah, like you're right, they, they had to be. And um, you said earlier that it's changed enough now that you're not going to get funny looks if you walk in with wearing makeup and nail polish. Yeah. Like, how? What's caused that change? Like, how much has it actually changed? And like, how? I, w- I wonder how far down the line we are.
0: Yeah, so I think there's been a few changes. It's not just that there's more women in the industry, yeah. because, I mean, I don't know that there's... The statistics don't suggest there's more women, because looking back over the last kind of 30 years, statistically, in terms of percentage of number of female um instructors in the higher awards, mm. that's not gone up. But...
1: Is it the case though? There's there's more women, but there's also more men. Yeah. So it's just the numbers have gone the up. The stats have do haven't changed yeah. then. Yes,
0: yeah. I think as well the visibility has like social media has had a massive effect on the visibility mm. of yeah. the people um, in these higher roles. Um, but I think the other thing that's changed is a move, not necessarily a move away, but a change of focus. In that hard technical skills aren't the only important thing, and there's a lot more focus on the soft skills. And I think by doing that, it's not just allowed more women, but it's allowed more people who don't necessarily like have that really typical tough guy persona. So it's not do you know what I mean? Like where it's I'm
1: sure there's names going through your head just now that you just don't want to say.
0: <laughs> but like it's you know, it's not yeah, all about how well you can climb, how fast you can do stuff, yeah, how tough and you look and how much of a hero you are. Yeah. Um so it's not just I think that's helped more women come through the schemes because generally, like very generalizing here. Women are better with the soft skill stuff, that comes a bit more naturally.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, whereas it's maybe something that men have to work on a little bit more or they maybe not work on but
1: we have to ditch the bravado to get to it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yes. And also like it's maybe thinking about how you favour the two. So it's maybe that generally mm-hmm. men would favour the technical skills to being the most important part. And yes, I always, I always when I'm we talking about this, and I like, it's generalising. Obviously, <laughs> that like, people that buck the trend on both sides. It's a good
1: generalisation. I think it's, um, it's a strong one for most instructors, Yeah, yeah. to be honest.
0: Um, so I think having that bigger focus on the soft skills as well helps yeah. helps that. Um, and I think as well, just seeing people come through and realise that there isn't a single way to be an instructor. Okay. Oh, so glad you said that.
1: (laughs) So glad you said that.
0: Like you don't have to, um, yeah. You don't have to look the same.
1: Yeah,
0: and you don't. Like it was
1: for a long time. It was like if you were an instructor, you were carbon copies of each other. That was it. You dressed the same. You wore. You you acted the same. You said the same thing. You had the same, the same syllabus. Not just the same syllabus, but you had the same way of putting the information out there. Yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, so yeah, I think that's allowed a lot more space for. Um, like, I feel like I'm quite a giggly person. and <laughs> I've, No! Yes! Yeah. Really? <laughs> but I'm not sure, like, that. I, I don't know. I just feel like it maybe wouldn't have been a trait that was um, considered a good Not was, the a good in the 60s,
1: you didn't laugh at
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've been lucky because there's. Some female WMcis um, like Lou Reynolds and Julie Brown, who have come through the scheme in the last ten years or through those higher awards, who are just like just really great fun. Um, so I've been able to see them, which is great. Um, so I think that's partly how it's changed as well. But I mean, I before my MCI assessment, like on the Sunday night, I painted my nails because I was like, I just I found last year. Um, my friend brought some uh, nail varnish to reef because yep. she was just going to mark up some of her carabiners, and I was like, "I haven't painted my t- nails in years." And I was like, What oh, should we do it," um, and I was like, "Oh, it makes me feel like just more confident when I'm climbing for no reason, really, but it works." It's so I like, works, like, it? Well, I'm definitely doing it on my assessment then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
1: think like you're right. It's we're we're out of the stage of the carbon copy and. Instructors, regardless of gender, are a little bit more free to be themselves and do the things that give them a little bit of confidence, like purple nails.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, So, yeah.
1: Do you think those changes, do you think we're, we've gone down the right route and we're just playing catch up now, or is there still things that need to change?
0: Um, I, think, I think we have gone down the right route. I think um, it'll be a bit of a generational thing as mm-hmm. well. So I think the instructors that are currently coming through uh, are going to have a much better idea of just the fact that, yeah, anyone can be an instructor coming from any background. Yeah. Um, just because we're seeing more people from different backgrounds coming through. I mean, it's still such low numbers but it's it's not zero anymore <laughs> yes yeah. yeah um so yeah th- yeah there's still there's still gonna be a way to go
1: yeah I'd like I I wonder if we're ever going to get a balance so I had a, I, like, mm. I had a brief conversation oh God who was it with I can't even remember who it was with now um who was saying that similar things to what you're saying like we, Kind of, we're doing the right things. It is starting to get there. It's going to take a long time to get yeah. to get there. There's still a few things need to be changed, but there's also the the sort of biological element to it. Where, you know, yes, one week out of the month, it's yeah. being hard yes. going out and being a climbing instructor yeah. for girls. Yeah. Like know, there's no there's no way around that. It's yeah. that's tough. And like I think I wonder if we're ever going to get to the balance when while that is still a thing. Yeah. And obviously it's always going to be a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know I think it will be. And I think the other the other way it's really impacting, um, and the reason there's so few active female WMCIs or guides is because that happens at a very generally um unless you like Lou Reynolds, who's an absolute superstar and had kind of don't about the time she was twenty four. Twenty four was she? Yes. Yeah.
1: Jesus Yeah, I know. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
0: Like I said, superstar.
1: Okay, she's next on my list yeah. of interviews. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Um <laughs> unless yeah, generally doing these higher level qualifications, usually women take a little bit longer, um, because they want to be sure they have all the prerequisites, whereas guys are more likely to wing it a little bit. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> and what that means is it comes at a very similar time in life where if you want to have kids, you need to like think about it mm. now. Um. And then what we tend not to see is women coming back into the into working at that high level after having kids. Yeah. Um. And again, that's. Unlikely to change. That's not
1: really going to change, is it? No,
0: but no. when you think about a lot of guys who are working at that high level, the majority of them have families, yeah. the huge majority. Whereas the majority of women working at that level don't have kids. Yeah, um, and I think there's two I can think of that that have come back into it work after kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's that's not going to change. So, like, that is. With that. Do... I don't see how we're ever going to get a proper balance. And we're yeah. always going to be fighting against that. So, like,
0: yeah.
1: where are you know, while we're, we're still trying to get that balance, we're trying to get equality, equity uh, in everywhere we can. If we're never going to get to that truly balanced stage, like, where is... Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I, so I, for one
1: of the better word acceptable
0: yes yeah, <laughs> you think, know what I mean yeah it's hard because you need to have the t- statistics to look at if things are improving yeah. or, or how things are changing but it's almost not about the numbers mm. and what there's never going to be a number we can put on it because I I don't think we can ever say well we want it to be 50 50 um but we need to get to a place where anybody coming into it should feel like they it shouldn't. Fe- yeah, it should feel like they can, and they're not facing more barriers than somebody else.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, I think it's more about that. But the reason we have the statistics is to look at the trends. Hmm. Um. Because we need the figures to back up, kind of what we're saying.
1: <sighs> How do I word this? <sighs> While we're trying to make everybody feel like they can if they want to. Part of that obviously is, you know, in any social media, you mentioned social media and stuff before like any media that's going out there representation is super 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 important and uh, again I can't remember who I was kind of having this chat with but it, it kind of dawned on me afterwards that female instructors like you that kind of come in and have all the ambition to get WMCI, you're going to get all the tickets, and uh, you very quickly become the face of a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, and very, very quickly become the face of a lot of things and get put into, not situations, but get asked to do work or or talk at things or, or be a representative of certain things that, God, if I was an instructor that had been an instructor for the same m- amount of time, I'd be super nervous to be in. Because, like, yeah. like, I know for the first couple of years of being an instructor, I wouldn't feel confident being, like, the representative for <laughs> yeah. instructors. Yeah. Whereas, like, like, I think we get it a lot where female instructors that have got all of the passion like you get thrown into situations like that. Like, how's yeah. what's your take on that? Like, how did you um, feel about that?
0: So I, I don't mind it at all um, I'm quite happy
1: I kind of guessed not <laughs> You
0: yeah, just yeah, take say, everything in
1: your stride
0: Yeah but I also So I think It depends a little bit on where you Sit as well um, So for me an important thing That Like I want to inspire more Women mm. to do this I want to be seen As that positive role model so I'm going to Take up that space when it's there Um I think for other people, they may be I know some other women don't feel like they want to be in the spotlight and want to kind of just say well look i'm I'm here doing it, but even though that's the case, I think especially with social media at the moment, it needs to be visible, mm-hmm. and yes, it would be visible to people you're having direct contact with but if we want to inspire people who didn't even know this was a thing, then we need to go out with the kind of outdoor bubble.
1: Yes.
0: And so I I feel personally that just doing it and plugging away and not really speaking out about it isn't enough if what you want to do is inspire more women. If that's not really a concern, then yeah, like crack on do everyone. want. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's how I look at it. And that could be the case for any protected characteristic.
1: Yeah, also, I was I was literally you know? just about to say that. Like, we're we're talking all this about getting more women in the, the instructor side, but this goes for any yeah. underrepresented group. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, just yeah. I, it was a while ago I had that conversation, and I kind of thought about it. Like, you know, I've seen instructors that are their first year of MIA or whatever that yeah. are like poster childs for yeah. Amy, and I'm like. Man, if I was my first year, I'd be like, I do not want to be that person.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I know. I think we do get thrust into the spotlight a little bit more. Um, But.
1: I mean, you do it really well, to be fair. (laughs)
0: Thanks. It does depend on what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Um, But if, yeah, if it's not visible, there's not going to be a change.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you have to If you want f- people to feel like they can get into it And the sport is for them You have to have representation there, don't you? Yeah, it's, absolutely, yeah it's, it's the only way
0: Yeah God, yeah
1: I'd still feel super <laughs> weird about it If my face was there and be like, I'm, I don't know I haven't, I haven't worked out what kind of instructor I am yet But look
0: at me! Yeah, <laughs> it's quite funny The Men mat- in Scotland Because uh, we've got these women only Went to courses going out yeah. They've both been like Photos of me,
1: which has been really funny. <laughs> yeah, you are going to be the face of everything. mountain safety from now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Ben's going to yeah. get
1: slowly pushed to the side. Yeah. Like his his time's yeah. done. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, we're gonna we're gonna flip this a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I I know that you are. Hmm, how do I? How do I categorise you? An unashamed, top-rope, tough girl.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you actively speak out and fight <laughs> against <laughs> the exactly. gatekeepers yeah. in our sports. Yeah. The gatekeepers, you used that word earlier. I freaking love that term, <laughs>
0: gatekeepers,
1: because it just summarises some people really well. Yeah. Apologies if you're a gatekeeper. We're calling you out. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's, let's kind of... Start this with what is what would you say your biggest trigger is? What's your biggest oh. trigger sentence that comes uh, from um, ethics or gatekeeping? Or,
0: um, so it could be used either in climbing or outdoors or hill Can You see it if either of the words proper or traditional are used. So, Ooh, explain, like, um. That person's not a proper climber. Um, they're not the type of traditional hill walkers we see. That kind of thing. That really gets my back up. It makes me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> when have you
1: when have you heard that? Like what kind of climbing do you true? hear people saying that oh you're not a proper climber?
0: Um it's actually something that I've had to unlearn myself.
1: Had to unlearn?
0: Yeah. I was about to say, like,
1: I've definitely been guilty about yeah. saying that. I'm going to apologise now to every speed climber I've ever
0: <laughs> Um But <laughs> what I think, so I think it comes a little bit from the environment you started in, and obviously um, the influences, the external influences you had as you were starting, um, and I just want to be clear that I mentioned Gordon earlier, and this is in no way talking about Gordon. Um <laughs>
1: You hear that, Gordon?
0: Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. You no, you're, you're the No, no definitely not. <laughs> but I think there's there's an air of superiority um, from people who have tried climbed for a long time and maybe gone into qualifications, mm. or some people, not some people. all people. Obviously. We're not generalising here. No. no, some people, um, and so things like. Um, yeah, only climbing indoors isn't seen as proper climbing. Um, or, only seconding isn't seen as a proper climber. What?
1: No, really? That comes from I, the old school trad climbing instructors who... Not, go out, not
0: always who, instructors, not, but... No, not yeah. always,
1: but they, they actively go out and part of their work is teaching seconding.
0: Yeah, I think the, okay. there is a bit of that, yeah. And right. I, I mean, I think it's... It's maybe not so much in, like, current... Not people who are still currently delivering. <laughs> like, you're not going to...
1: You're struggling not to annoy people here. <laughs>
0: well, I just don't want to clip people off. But no, no, this is Scotland. You don't do, you
1: know? <laughs> wind people up all you like. This is totally cool. We're <laughs> like, all about the controversial here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think... Because, obviously, doing the qualifications, you have to have led. You have to lead. Mm-hmm. But... Not everyone wants to do you the qualifications, and so not everybody's values are the same. And just because of that, it doesn't mean they're any less of a climber than you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> I think like a- anybody, anybody who is uh, an old school instructor, or an old school trad climber, or whatever. That, in fact, old school instructors that <laughs> has that those kind of thoughts that you need to be an outdoor climber to be a real climber, like. There are more indoor climbers than there are of you. Yeah, oh
0: absolutely. <laughs> Especially now, yeah. 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 Um and then the other times you see it you see it a lot on social media, um when groups, affinity groups like Black Girls Hike or Muslim hikers, or Boots and Beards, or yeah. whatever, um you put post photos of their walks, publicize it, um this, kind of yeah. you see the word kind of traditional around that a little bit mm. like um you know kind of people saying oh well oh, let me think um I... not necessarily directed at them but it's people saying the hills are so busy now preferred it when you know back in the days when the knew who you were going to say It was traditional It was just five
1: old yeah. White guys with big beards so That was Exactly
0: like, yeah, yeah That's what they're actually saying up socks and shorts Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um So <coughs> that That Those Phrases Really make
1: yeah. me mad That That really annoys me as well Because I've, I've done a bit of work With like boots and beards and stuff And Yeah There was one Big one I think it was one of their Nevis mm-hmm. Walks They got a load of Well they didn't get a load of abuse They got some abuse From a couple of people Yeah And it really wound me up but there was also I'm glad to say a huge majority of people defended them and like it is yes these things that we hear are super annoying and completely inappropriate and wrong yeah gladly there's not many of them and they're getting less yeah I think but still I think
0: so it is it is going to be slightly generational Yeah. but the other thing that for me I feel like Climbing is a bubble, and everybody in climbing and the outdoors shares my point of view. But then you see things like that, and it's like, no. no. It is just a slice of society, yeah. and there's going to be people that that have differing views, and it's yeah. it's just that I surround myself with people that share my values.
1: part of the social media world as well. like yeah. People are going to say things just to piss people off. Yeah. Like, yeah. You probably don't even... Believe it themselves. They're just going to say it because it winds um, people up. Like, yeah.
0: and they can. Yeah. But any...
1: there are <laughs> going back to the gatekeeping thing. There are things that are definitely within our bubble. Yeah. That people do truly believe. Yeah. Like <laughs> I described you as the top rope tough girl. Like top roping isn't real climbing because you're, just, you're not lead climbing. Yeah. Like you can't claim. To climb something if you just yeah. top rope it. Like, yeah. ah, that kind of stuff, man. I know.
0: Ethics minds me Yeah.
1: Like I, I have this debate a lot with I'm not gonna name him, a, a close friend and colleague of
0: mine. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. who's you know, it's super old school climber, uh, from the generations that I, they were just going out and on, on sighting
0: yeah. And stuff. Yeah.
1: Um and I know that, like, he loves to wind me up and, <laughs> you know, play devil's advocate a bit, but he, 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 I know that he won't claim an assent, or a first ascent for anything, that he hasn't on-sighted. Like, if he goes back and repeats something, yeah, he, he won't record it. Um, wow. And I know that if I go out and headpoint something, throw a yeah. up on and work it, and whatever, like, yeah. he'll give me a little crap for it because yeah. I didn't do it properly. Yeah. I didn't try I didn't try for the onsite. Those days are those days are done.
0: Yeah. Like those oh, days yeah. are done. Yeah.
1: The the idea that you cannot like how would you how would you respond if you went out and went to go for a climb, you top roped it 40 times until you were totally confident on it, and then you yeah. finally got on the lead and stuck it on UKC. And yeah. someone was like, Oh no, you didn't climb that.
0: You, you i probably it. just ignore
1: them.
0: Yeah. Well <laughs> to yeah. Be honest, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, it doesn't mean it wouldn't affect me in my head. Um, I think... No, I think I'm now at the point where I'm quite happy that I know what climbing means to me, and that's all that matters. And, like, so my partner, Barry, he he won't log something on UKC if he's already climbed it before, um, and he won't log it if he hasn't climbed it clean. Whereas, like, if I've absolutely dogged the shit out of something (laughs) i'm putting on ukc anyway i might i'm like i might put it down as a dog (laughs) Um, but or even if i've had a little rest or my foot slipped like i don't care that's going on ukc and i tend not to use the style box unless i have dogged the shit out of it (laughs) and by that i mean i've seconded something and i've pulled on a little bit. I'd be like, bye, take the rope tight. And then I slumped back onto
1: it and just done that the whole way up the route. <laughs> I won't claim that. It's completely climbing. <laughs> I think you, you, you said a sentence there that absolutely sums all of this up. Uh, you know what climbing means to you. Yeah. Like, I don't care what kind of climbing you do. I don't care how old you are, how long yeah. you've been doing it. Climbing means something to you. It means something different to me. Yeah. It means something different to the person down the road. Yes. It means something different to the only bold, indoor boulder. Like yeah. it is a personal thing that we do. Okay, Callum describes this really, really well. Like it is it's such a funny, weird thing we do. We climb on small rocks.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Like we we climb to the top of small rocks. Yeah, like we it's just make it in the tall. scheme of things, it's a bizarre thing, but for us it means yeah. so much but yeah. it's our thing yeah? Yeah. the way I want to do it is I, that's the way I want to do it exactly. you don't get a saying say that
0: yeah and that's fine like and I think it's fine if you if you think well you know on signing a first ascent is a first ascent is the only way it should be done but that's fine as long as you don't take that judgement out mm. to other people and that's just one example obviously
1: but. what do you think so there's like the old school sentiment I want yeah. to get your take on it, that mm-hmm. the on-site is the purest form of climbing.
0: Um, again, like, I think it's up to you. It's whatever. For me, climbing is generally about enjoyment. So surely the purest climber is, like, whenever you've had the most fun.
1: Oh, God.
0: The happiest <laughs> climber is the one yeah. who's having the most fun. But the purest form. <laughs> like, I don't know. What does it? What does it mean by the purest form? Like, what? What does that phrase even mean? Mm-hmm.
1: According to Kev Hallett, yeah. and most of the climbers of his generation, yeah. the purest form of climbing is the on-site because it's the purest form of of adventure. Yeah, and that's what trad climbing is—is is yeah. adventure. But I, I don't. That, that that definitely cannot apply to sport. It can't apply to bouldering. Yeah. It can only really apply maybe to trad climbing. However, yeah. I don't think, and I said that, I've said this on the podcast before. I don't think anybody has ever on site the route and gone nailed that. Yeah, yeah. improved that. I know. Like you scurried and scratched your way yeah. up it really sugally. Yeah. Like it was that was not pure. It was adventurous. No.
0: Yeah, and is it pure if you thought you were gonna die? Yeah, but. Am I going to look back on that, get to the top, and think, "Oh wow, yeah. what a pure experience!" Yeah, totally. I'm so glad this, I didn't fall off and almost die. If
1: you if you've top wrote something a bunch of times, and you know you have lead something totally smoothly and absolutely rock it, that feels pure.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, it's it's more than just the complete enjoyment as well. I guess it's like what headspace you're in, and but that you could be having. A really amazing time And in that amazing headspace On a route You've done a million times before And this time you're second in it Yeah And that's that's great That's
1: cool Do you Is it different at all Between the different disciplines for you? Because you do You, you kind yeah. of do all the disciplines Yeah Like is it different? Is that Not that enjoyment But is the The
0: satisfaction
1: The satisfaction yeah. Is the thing that you enjoy about it Different I think
0: so yeah I definitely prefer trad and I do like the adventurousness of it and I like that you're completely reliable on yourself Um, that's what I really like about trad and I would choose to have uh, spend a full day doing a big easy trad route rather than a day either doing like harder single pitch trad or sport. So for me a lot of it is about the um yeah the adventure of something mm. and I, I like getting on something bigger. Um I enjoy sport because it's usually a bit more stress free and it's a nice escape from that. Um and for me I'm not that good at bouldering but I enjoy it um, because if I do something, then it's almost more of a sense of achievement than any of the other disciplines. Um, but also, cause I get to sit down on the mat, so. <laughs> especially if it's sunny. I love going bouldering when it's sunny. Um, well, why do you think that's
1: more? It feels like more of an achievement than yeah. the uh, others.
0: Because it's generally a more powerful style, and I'm not a powerful climber.
1: Because you've had to try harder for it. Yeah, hmm.
0: yeah. Um, and I don't like jumping off, and I get quite scared bouldering. So if I've
1: Outdoors is terrifying.
0: Yeah. So if I've like completed a boulder and chopped out, that's that's cool. That's a good thing. Um and then for winter, winter's very much like trad.
1: Yeah. Oh like
0: But like times.
1: Winter's um, I think winter's the only one where the on site makes absolutely no sense. Because every time you get on a route, whether you've done it twenty times or not, like it's it could be different. So yeah. condition dependent, it's yeah. different. Yeah. Like every time is an on site yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. You might know where the beal is. Well, it might be under a shit to of Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well that bit of gear that you normally yeah. get. Oh the chalkstone's gone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Oh we did the uh, we I did the chasm back in twenty eighteen and the converging walls pitched like I was like, this is blooming nails for me <laughs> And then you go back on UKC and look at the photos of all this this Chalkstone that everyone used to say yeah. Do you like oils? Mm. <laughs> mm. That wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. mm. So there's no gear, no foothold, but also like, should I have been there? Was gear?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I like I like hearing different people's where different people's enjoyment comes from in the different disciplines because it is different. Yeah. But like, people always enjoy different things about the different disciplines as well. It's yeah. Yeah. I think that's where you learn you know, who you are mostly as a climber.
0: Yeah.
1: If there's a question, actually, <laughs> while you're saying that, you know, your favourite is trad and winter because it's a colder yeah. extended version of trad Yeah. Uh, and it's super adventurous, like, do you get the same, same enjoyment or is it different enjoyment or do you not enjoy it when it's like, bluebird day compared to
0: savage day um yeah I think I think when it's bluebird day obviously it's amazing it's really hard not to enjoy yes enjoy it. it's gonna be great when it's when it's like blue to a hoodie and Hilly, blizzard in in some ways there's an enjoyment in the suffering <laughs> a little bit but I also find myself either leading or stood on the bee lake for a long time I'm like what what were those life decisions that brought you here? <laughs> yeah. Why am I here? How far <laughs> back did these life decisions happen? Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs>
1: um, winter climbing for me. Like I like obviously the bluebird days. Like you said, it's hard to yeah hard to not enjoy that.
0: Yeah, I really don't like being cold. Yeah, I think I deal really well, or quite well with being cold. Like I don't get hikes, yeah. um, which people get outraged at. Like well, you obviously haven't climbed and have to get hikes. Just got really good circulation. No, I don't know. I've never had. You suck. (laughs) Never had heartaches in my hands. What? Yeah.
1: At some point, you need to get the screaming barfies.
0: Well, see, people say this. They say, "Oh, well, you've obviously just not climbed enough." I don't think
1: anybody can say that about you. (laughs)
0: Ten years. Jeez, Um, I've had I've had heartaches once in my feet after a spring river crossing. Did you get your boots wet? Well, no, I need to take my boots off.
1: Oh, right, it wasn't
0: like a boulder hop. No, no, oh, no, right. no, no, it was like uh, properly in there. Um, and I was with my friend Sarah, and she was behind me, and I was like, I have to get out of this water as quick as possible. And I got on the bank, and I was like, felt dizzy, wanted to throw up. And I was like, if Sarah had fallen over and banged her head or just laid in the river, I was like, there's literally nothing I could do about it at that point. I was like, there's no brain space for thinking about Sarah. Um... <laughs> And I was like, God, imagine you got this every time you we went with a in. That would be really rubbish. Yeah, kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine you got it multiple times a day. Like, I just don't know if I...
1: Like when you're supposed to be sitting there concentrating on beeline, but you're, you cannot feel anything or concentrate on anything other than the throbbing pain in the ends of your fingers. No,
0: see, what like, I God. get, right, this, what I get is, I, I, my hands obviously get cold. There's no way around it. They get cold. Um, I try and move as much as I can on a bee. so like I'll stop my feet you around. Do yeah, like um I don't know. Do whatever I can with my arms. I got told quite just early just on, just actually, of
1: people that are listening to this and can't yeah. see you, you're like doing a little dance in I the chair. I'm
0: shaking my <laughs> right now. Um, I got. Julie Barrett the way while she was going for her assessment. Um what she does is before she leaves the Bailey, she does some quick like punches yeah. to get, get blood back in. Um, but then what I get is I start climbing And I'm like, oh my hands are a bit cold, I can feel everything. And then I get this lovely warm tingling as the blood comes back into my hands. See that's meant to, really to be the holly. That's
1: meant to be the holly. Yeah, ice. I know,
0: but it's actually really we nice. Are... It's like a little bit pins and needly, but I'm like, oh yes, it's all so I'll call coming back now. You are a freaking
1: nature. You <laughs> well, are a freak of
0: nature. Well, I like to wind Barry up by saying, I've just, obviously, i I'm like, I've just adapted to be in this environment. <laughs> <laughs> I just cope so well. <laughs> freaking nature. You're a mutant. <laughs> yeah. My feet get cold. They get, they're worse than my hands, I think. But again, like, I don't get hot aches my feet while I'm climbing.
1: I want to know, or I want to redo that question, after your first bout of proper hot eggs.
0: But I just... Like, I, I, I want to ask you, do you still
1: get the same amount of satisfaction while <laughs> you're sitting on a be ledge for two hours, <laughs> screaming and throwing up into the snow next to you because your fingers are on fire?
0: See, I, I genuinely think I'm immune.
1: You're going to live to regret that. You're <laughs> going to live to regret that. I, I, oh, I hope you get it this year, just for saying that.
0: I think, Maybe, I think no, it
1: hopefully, would need, not on your training.
0: I think it would need assessment. like my gloves to be completely soaked or something. You know, I think it would need quite drastic things. You no, know, that quite, could be arranged. <laughs> but quite <laughs> off, like I have, I know I have damn gloves, but I'm still fine.
1: Weirdo. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I hope that that happens to you this year. However, I hope that it's not on your training or your <laughs> yeah. assessment.
0: Yeah, and.
1: I, I do genuinely hope that you manage to tick the, I'm going to give you the year of 30. Okay. To take your WNCI. I don't, I don't think I will,
0: but we'll see.
1: I've got the faith. <laughs> I've got the
0: faith. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what
1: happens. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Well, thank you very much for sitting
0: down. Ah, no worries. Let's
1: go get some dinner. Yes. Yes. That would be lovely. Um, go pet the dog again. Go pet the dog. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank Very you. Good. good luck for the WMCA.
0: Nice.
1: Having done all of that winter climbing in Scotland in savage weather and still never having had proper hot takes makes me sick. Genuinely. If you ask, uh, She talks about gatekeeping, but I'm going to say you can't be a proper Scottish winter climber unless you've had the hot There we go. The gauntlet has been set down. Kirsty, you need to get on that. (laughs) No, I kid, I kid. Kirsty is awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Thank you very much for for sitting down with me. Um, That was really, really cool. And yeah, we got into some good topics there. I hope uh, it opened your minds a little, made you think. Um, That's what Kirsty is good at. But yeah. Kirsty has been climbing for a while, and one of the main reasons she has been around a while is when she goes out, she does her body checks. So be like Kirsty, do your body checks.